Welcome to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. The goal of the show is to show you how you can grow personally, financially, have a larger net worth, and leverage your largest asset to help you develop the person you want to be. I take you through all the steps I did from being nothing to being told that I was nobody and I was never going to accomplish anything, from getting kicked out of high school to owning a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio in my own company with more than 20 employees. You'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. Today I have a, another very special guest with us. Gary from Team Gorin is with us. Gary is a real estate agent and uh, he works with a lot of different investors and we're gonna talk about if it makes sense to still purchase in this market as far as an investment property and if you can still find some good cash flow. So Gary, before we get into the meat and bones of the show, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? First of all, thanks for having me, Scott. You're I welcome. appreciate it. I'm a real estate agent with Remax. Everybody knows Remax and the team Gordon and Windsor. If you've been to Windsor, you will see our bus shelters everywhere. I work with a lot of investors. I started recently, but I have a good success. I would say it's good success so far. I've sold over 22 homes this year and over 12 million worth of real estate. I work with a lot of investors and it's, it's awesome. Uh, there's a lot of investment opportunities here, a lot of cash flow properties normally. So most of my clients are from GTA and they're surprised when we jot down the numbers and see how much money they can make by just buying near university here. No, that's cool. So let's go back even a little before that, though. I want to hear about your childhood. How did Gary grow up? So I grew up in a middle-class family. Uh, we used to rent for a long, long time. So I remember how my parents were so happy when they bought their first home. I was, I think I was around 14 years old back then. So it was a long time. They saved a lot of money to buy that house. And they weren't represented very well because we back home we don't have a professional who knows what's happening out there. So you kind of on your own and you have to figure out yourself. So from that side, I understand how important home buying is and how important it is. Like it can help in your retirement. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. I came here when I was 18 years old. I studied business accounting. So I understand business. I understand numbers. Accounting is like, since I was in the grade 10, I was always good with accounting. I struggled in science and all that stuff, but numbers was always on my hand. That's awesome. And that makes sense. That's why I think you're so good at working with investors because you know the numbers and you sit down and you analyze properties. And we're going to get into some, but first let's talk about what cash flow is. So I know a lot of the listeners of the show, they understand what cash flow is, but there's brand new investors looking for it. And when we talk about cash flow, we're speaking after all expenses paid. So I'll give you an example. So one of my clients, it was a new investor. He only factored in his mortgage and his property tax when he factored in his property's cash flow. So that is how a lot of amateur investors do it, which is okay. It's a good guideline, but you want to factor in vacancy. You want to factor in property maintenance. You want to factor in these things when you run your numbers so when you see your net result you can actually see what the property is costing you or earning you so a lot of questions that i get asked lately from, from buyers and clients is 
can they still make money in this market? And I know recently uh, you had a, a duplex purchase with an investor. Can you dive into some of those numbers and what that looked like? Yeah, for sure. So one of my investors, he's from uh, Greater Toronto area as well. He we bought a duplex. He bought a duplex here. I presented him, and he's gonna make after all the expenses. He's on track to make around one thousand to eleven hundred in positive cash flow. So when I say positive cash flow, sometimes people get it's a fine line. Sometimes people just calculate mortgage and they don't add other expenses. As, as Scott said, vacancy rate, you have property taxes, then you have insurance, right? Then if utilities, who's going to pay the utilities if you are having a grass removal company doing stuff for you? So there's a lot of factors that comes after that. As Scott was telling that example, so we just bought it for 475 and on track to make around 1000 positive cash flow. And it's still possible, cash flow properties, I know it's hard in bigger cities like London or Toronto, uh, in Windsor, it's still possible. It's a house hacking, some people are buying house and renting out their basement, and their mortgage is not even what they were paying in rent before. Which is incredible. So, 475 for a purchase of a duplex, is that common? Are they often around this price or was that just, was it a lower priced property, bad neighborhood, good neighborhood? Could you elaborate? So it's, we all know what's happening in the market, right? Some people have good points. Some people look at, are looking at it in a bad way, right? So when we sit down, when we discuss numbers, market has come down by almost 20% since beginning of this year, which is crazy, yeah. which is a lot. Right? So there's almost more than 1,800 listings in Windsor, and if we compare it to January, there were around 500. So it's more than three times. So there's a lot of options, a lot of desperate sellers who are just trying to get out of the market, who were maybe new investors who don't understand, right? I personally am not taking a lot of listings right now because it's definitely not a good time to sell. Right? If you're selling investment properties, you're better off renting. So there's a lot of options to choose from and a lot of desperate seller and buyers are taking advantage of it every day. So you're saying then, if I'm hearing you correctly, so if you're a real estate investor, you don't think now is a good time to sell because the rent's being so high. 100%. You will see a lot of cancellation right now because people are realizing it and they're renting out their properties. Okay. Flippers, buy and hold, don't sell right now. There's, It's a no-brainer. But so let's say, so let's look at it from the other angle. So you're a buyer. So you think if I'm buying an investment property and there is one for sale or maybe, maybe it's a regular family home, but it has the option to convert it to a duplex or anything like that. Uh, so you're thinking now is a good time to buy. 100%. It is a good time to buy. Yeah, because I don't know uh, if you heard, but rental is crazy right now. It's all over North America. In New York, rent is the most high. It's 5000 Average bachelor cost around 5000 last time I heard. I don't live there. Not sure what's going on there, but I heard on the news. But I know GTA, especially in Toronto, rents are rising crazily because because of the interest rate increase, not a lot of people can afford houses right now. So they're renting. So we are seeing multiple offers in rents on okay. leases right now. Which is interesting. And I know in certain markets, and this is what I think is so cool about our market, but some investors buy and they don't even want to make any money per month. They just buy for the appreciation. Yeah. But I love the fact that of a duplex, 475 purchase price, which is very fair yeah. to get 1000 to 1100 a month, I think is super, super impressive. 
Um, now this property, so say you are a Toronto buyer and you're listening to this, was this property in a good location? Uh, was it in a bad part of town? Could you elaborate on that? So it was near university, which is a great location for family rental, but not so good for if you have kids and the school boards are not as nice there. But if you're renting it to students, that's a perfect location, right? But if you want to rent it to family, there's different location. So you have to see what your long-term goal is, and we have to filter out accordingly. Yeah, and I think that makes sense because it is true. You have to, I know even with us as a lender, if a client goes to a bank versus to us, they're going to get a more custom advice. So what Gary said, right? It depends what you're looking for, what type of tenant you want, right? And then you buy in that location. So let's say you don't want a student rental area. Do you think you could buy a, a duplex in the area around like in Windsor around that same price? Or was it priced that because of the... So your cash flow will be less. I always tell people like what you your main goal is right if you're looking for the most cash flow then there's a different location but if you're looking for more appreciation in a nicer neighborhood your cash flow will decrease but your long-term appreciation will be there yeah so if you're buying let's say if you want to buy a duplex with good appreciation want to rent it out to family up and down or side by side you can buy an east Windsor. that's a good location to buy and it's going to appreciate a lot as compared to west side yeah which makes sense now, do you, and I know it's not very common, I'm just curious because I don't know, but say I'm your client and I bought a property, do you help me to rent it out or what would you suggest for somebody who wants to rent out the property? So to be honest, I don't care renting it. I get paid to do that, right? But I suggest them to put on marketplace. It's free of cost and people have people are having success in it, right? You shouldn't be paying me to rent it out when you can rent out on your own. If you don't wanna do it, we have property management company who do it, but you can go on marketplace if you have that time, if your job allows it. It's very easy to do it. Instead of paying me to do it, you can do it yourself and save some more money. Yeah, and for those not listening, you mean Facebook marketplace? Yes, sorry, okay. Facebook marketplace, Kijiji and there's all kind of stuff where you can put out that for renting. Perfect. So do you have a target or, or something that your clients look for? Like, are they looking for so much money per month that they want to get per property? Or is it a percentage of the home's value that they're looking for to get in rent? What do you find clients are looking for? Every client is different to be like, it's to be honest, everyone is different. Some people want more cash flow every month to offset their other payments. And some people just want to hold for next 10 years, 15 years for their retirement, right? So everybody is different. It's, it just depends on your need. Yep. So let's talk about, let's say a three bedroom. And I know you don't rent them all that much, but you see the numbers. What would you say that you're seeing the average rent is for a three-bedroom property in Windsor? So it really depends. If you're renting out an older house in a decent condition, you can get around $2,200 for okay. a three-bedroom. But if it's a nicer, like it's for brand, let's say, for example, brand new townhouses, they can rent up to $2,500. I had a client in April, they bought a brand new two two years old townhome, four bedroom. We rented it for twenty nine fifty. Okay. Four bedrooms, right? Because it was newer. Some people like new things and they'll pay extra for that. Now, just for fun, since we're diving into some numbers, what were, what's an estimated purchase price, maybe from some recent sales that you could get a townhouse for? Or do you, have you seen any come across that have sold recently? Townhouse, so for newer townhouses, you're looking around 
650 to 600. There have been 20 years old townhouses that are selling for low fives now, which is very rare to see. But yeah, there's deals out there. You just got to be patient and jump when there's the right time to jump. So, no, so that's cool. So if it's uh, around a $500,000 townhouse, you can expect 2000 maybe a little bit more in rent. Yeah. And if it's a brand new around six to seven, you can get almost 3000 Yeah, just to elaborate more, the clients who bought it, we, they bought it for 750 And when I sat down with them, they were like, we want to buy a nicer, newer home and we want to hold it for a longer period. And we don't care about cash flow. We just want to make sure if it, it can be break even or we can even pay a couple hundred bucks out of our own pocket. So the needs were different. They bought in Lakeshore, which is growing rapidly. They bought it for 750 and they're still making around 150 in positive cash flow, but they just want to hold it for a long time because it's a newer property. Obviously, people are going to be more attracted to a newer house than an older house. Yeah, and that's still impressive, $150 a month when your goal is not actually cash flow. It is. So I leased it within five days and I was surprised too because I got a call. The clients who lease it, they're from Michigan. They're moving here. A lot of people are, well, you're seeing a lot of activity. I don't know about you. Have you seen a lot of people moving from? I do. I do. Um, we're doing lots of uh, foreign, like even foreign buyers that are preparing to move here. They haven't yet, but they want to buy here. We're seeing that. We're seeing people move from more costly cities yeah. to this area as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a big change. Yeah. Um, no, that that's awesome, especially on a townhouse. And townhouses, what I like about them is their yards are smaller. So generally speaking, the property taxes are a lot less too. Exactly. And also, uh, most of the townhouses, your roof fund is covered, your grass and snow removal, that is covered as well. So it's less maintenance for you. Yeah. So then there is like a maintenance fee though. Yeah. So you can have tenants pay it. It's tricky, right? You have to work that. So yeah. when you're putting it out for rent, you can have tenants pay it. There's a column where tenants can pay for the monthly association it's 80 90 bucks or if you think you can rent it out for 3000 for example you can pay out of your own pocket you just got to run the numbers before you do anything yep so just for fun did your lease when you lease this did it include it or not it did not okay cool yeah. see it's a little trick another little trick that i do actually personally to boost cash flow now i do it when it's since we're talking about tricks but when it's from a two to four unit property i will include high speed internet but I'll raise each unit's rent $100. Because that's, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. People pay. Yeah. Tenants pay it half. You know, sometimes I see if you put furniture, if you put nice furniture in the house before anybody moves in, people pay premium for that. It's true. And you wouldn't think about it, right? Because if they had to buy their own high-speed internet, they'd be paying 100 bucks. Yeah. So really, they're not paying any extra. But the fact that I'm splitting it, I'll have a router and it goes to all the units... You make a little bit extra cash flow. So there's little tricks of the trade here, which is cool. But no, I love it. So what do you find, an out-of-town investor, what do you find the hottest property type? Is it a duplex? Is it a townhouse? Do they want something larger? What do you find is the number one item they want to buy? They look for multi-unit. Uh, fourplex, sixplex, 12-unit, A-unit. Their main goal is to buy multi-unit property. But once they come down here, we run down the numbers, they end up buying two duplexes or 
two triplexes, right? Because they cal we calculate and they're making more money. They're holding two properties. They're making more money that way. But it still depends on person to person. But most of the people prefer that when we run down numbers. They buy two properties instead of one. And they make a little more than what they would make in a multi-unit. For example, eight plex art. Yeah. And normally that's not the rule. But I will speak to the fact that in Windsor, a lot of our multi-unit properties are located in older or less desirable areas. They're not really putting them in the new and up and coming areas. So I think that might be maybe why the numbers work better on a duplex, but normally, yeah, if you're looking in GTA, Hamilton, like things like that, usually multiplexes will always yield you a greater cash flow. but it depends, right? And again, that's why you work with professionals because by highlighting that to your client, you, you give them a better cash flow, but you also save them tons of money yeah. because the cost of an eight unit property is a lot more than a two unit property. Yes, 100%. It's a long term business, right? I can't even count how many referrals I get just because, you know, once a client is happy, they give you referrals. So you got to make sure they are happy. And if they're wrong at some point, if something else is making them money, I'll tell them that. If they don't want it, that's a different story. That's their money. At the end of the day, they have to buy whatever they prefer. But I always show them the numbers. And, you know, sometimes they are like impressed by what they can get with 500000 Yeah, which is cool. So let's say I'm a new investor. I'm listening to this and I'm going to call you. I want to call you for some advice. What's some tips that you would give to a beginner investor about our market or investing just in real estate in general that you could share? Always under your numbers. Numbers are really important and have some cash ready if you have 40,000 down just put all dump all that into an investment property but buy something and make sure you have some extra money just because if anything comes up repairs or if you need if the house is vacant for a month at least you can afford that it doesn't happen a lot but you should always prepare for the worst time yeah i love it Another suggestion that I make to investors, since I've asked you all to share one of mine, is I recommend that they set up one, uh, one bank account for all of their rental properties and have the rent go in there on direct deposit if possible, yeah. and all the bills come out automatically. Because yeah. once you're a landlord and you're buying multiple properties, I find it's hard to keep track of everything. Or if it's all automatic, it's super easy for you. And then also, like you said, if you buy a place and you've got a vacant unit, right, but your mortgage payment's coming out, you have a pool of funds to pull from instead of paying that out of pocket. And I also find, too, the more rental properties you have, the easier it is. Yeah. So having one vacant unit really won't affect you because yeah. you've got a portfolio of them that are fully rented. Easy for taxes and everything, too, and it's just one bank account. Yep, and then you can also see your cash flow because there's some profits that you want to take. So I'll set a minimum. I actually think I did, what did I do? I needed about five grand per property that I require to hold in the account. So then at the end of the month, anything above that is mine. So then that's my profit. So I can use that and do whatever I want with it or, or save up down payments and keep investing. So it's a cool little strategy. Uh, so cool. So then again, so I'm a new investor. I'm hearing this. And I want to call you. I want to work with you. How does somebody get in touch with you? You can reach me out at 226-773-5067. Or you can just search my name on Google. Just put Benzer and I think I'll be first couple searches you'll find me. My name is Gary Arora again. It's G-A-R-Y-A-R-O-R-A. 
And then, so they'll find you there. I know being part of Team Gorn, there's tons of Google reviews as well. So if you search those reviews, I think they can even type in your name. Yes, they'll they'll find the tons. And we are the, I'm not sure, but till date, we are the only brokerage with 1,200 plus positive reviews in Windsor Essex. I haven't seen anything over 700 for anybody else, but I, I can say confident that we are the brokerage with the most positive reviews on Google till date. Which is impressive, for yeah. sure. That only shows that it's not about just getting that deal done. I get a lot of calls even after closing and I'm always answering my phone. Uh, if I want to tell a recent story, what happened is I bought a property from my investor client and we he's just starting out, very new investor. So we sat down after, he told me he was interviewing five agents. Like he was talking to five agents multiple times and I was like, it's good to have feedback. I was like, why did you choose me? He was like, I call you at 10.30 one night and you answered in two rings. So it's all about being available. Everybody is busy, but you just got to take time. If I don't answer, I give call in less than 15 minutes. And I think that sets me apart as well. Nice. No, that's really cool. So awesome. So yeah, give Gary a call if you're looking to get some investment properties in Windsor and Essex County. Actually, do you go past that or it's just kind of Essex County that you'll... Uh, so mostly... Windsor Essex, but okay. I have partner that she works in Chatham. So if anybody's looking to buy in Chatham as well, I can connect you with her. I'm not the expert of Chatham Can area, but I have my partner who is expert. She lives in Chatham and she sells property every other day. Jackie? Yes, that's nice. correct. Okay, cool. Awesome. So no, thanks for watching the show today. I hope you've learned something. And uh, any questions, feel free to give my office a call as well if it's mortgage related at 519- 960-0370. Thanks so much. If you're serious about real estate investing and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes, then you're going to want to sign up for our Real Estate Investor Hub. Visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says Free Investor Resources. Inside, you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.